0: I think the first time that I had in almost three months to stop was this past week. Been going so full throttle for almost 90 days from about August 15th until November 15th. I think I logged all together, you know, what's that song like, you know, 50, da, 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 you know, 57 hours of davening and 100 hours of teaching. And the beginning of the beginning of you know it's the holiday season, so <laughs> so I had an opportunity this week to to stop It was a retreat it was a prayer retreat, and essentially we sat in in someone's home here, and we just prayed and immediately, what happened was you just all of this undigested spiritual longing and feelings and images just began to pour through me. I was crying, I was. <laughs> And it dawned on me that, that our spiritual practices are, are so vital for our digestion, our spiritual digestion, that we, we feel so much, so much goes through us every day, every week, every month. And it's so vital for us to be able to, to be with it in a beautiful way. I'm thinking about that in particular because, for me personally, Thanksgiving, and I don't mean the holiday, we'll get to that in a minute, gratitude itself is a way of of becoming aware, isn't it, of the things inside of us that we have not noticed. As soon as I send a thank you sonar into my inner space to be aware of a moment that is given, it opens up something, right? It leads inexorably to the next thank you, to something small. This coming week is the rare confluence, I think it happens every something, 7,900 years, 1,000 years, of Thanksgiving and Hanukkah, which has given rise to Thanksgivaka. And what was the one that you had? Uh, Thanksgivanaka. That's in Ashkenazic. That's, you know. <laughs> So, in this week's Torah portion, we have Thanksgiving and Hanukkah coming together also. And I'll show you how. The Gemara says, the Talmud in Masachat Masachat Shabbat says, My Hanukkah, the only reference that we have in all rabbinic literature, meaning Talmudic literature, the Hanukkah appears in a small section of the Talmud. And there's a machloket there. There's an argument between two different schools. One is Beit Hillel, the house of Hillel, the house of Shammai. And we Poskin like Beit Hillel. They have an argument about how to light the candles. How do you light the candles? So Beit Shammai said you should light eight, and then pochet v'olech, you have eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. That's it. Beit Hillel says you don't go down. You go up. And the way of going up is mosif v'olech. You're in Mosif. You start off with one and then you go to one plus one. Achas B'achas, Achas B'shtayim. One and one is two and two and one is three and three and one is four until you have eight. And that term, Mosif Beholech, can everybody say that with me? Mosif Beholech. Can you hear Joseph in there? Mosif Yosef. Can you hear that? Joseph, when Joseph was born, the essence of Joseph is Yosef Adonai Li Ben Acher. Joseph was named for the next son that he would be given, that she would be given. Rachel said, "I'll have one more." Yosef Adonai ben Acher. Joseph is the power in the narrative of dispelling darkness with a little more light, a little bit more light. He has a recognition to some degree of scarcity. In fact, that's what he becomes in Egypt. He becomes the one who is in charge of rationing. He knows what it is and how to guard against scarcity because he knows scarcity. Joseph has not one dream but two dreams. And this child who is charismatic and full of himself and is loved by his father is a seed that his mother planted in him called Yosef Adonai Li Ben Acher. God, give me one more, son. This isn't enough. And he carries that, and in some very way, we also carry that archetype. It moves us to do great things. It moves us to break out of prisons. It moves us to come up with ingenious ways of answering problems. It moves us constantly to ask, what's next? It is the stuff of Mosif Veholech to add and to go progressively forward. What Rav Kook wrote about, when he wrote about the Rab Shalom B'naiich, that we have a teaching that Tamidecha Chachamim Marbim Shalom Ba'olam, that the great righteous ones, they increase peace in the world through conflict. And through their arguing, there is an advance of halacha, there's an advance of, we progress through this dialectic of Yosef, more, more. His name itself means more. He is Oliver Twist. Yosef? More? But he's not the hero of the story, everybody. He begins the story in chapter 37, but in chapter 38, we have a very odd interruption. It's called the Judah story. Judah is the one who saves his brother, Yosef, and he will be the one who will redeem him in two weeks. Stay tuned. (laughs) Judah had a different seed planted in his heart. The Judah seed was, hapam odeet Adonai. The Judah seed, when Leah, who had been herself, she knew scarcity. Leah knew what it was to be scarce. She was the one that was saying, God, give me another son so that now my husband will love me. Now give me another son so now my husband will love me. Give me another son. And then finally, after Levi, she gets it. It's not going to work. He still isn't there. So you know what Leah did? She said something amazing. Hapam Odeta Dunai, the name Leah gives to Judah, her fourth son, has nothing to do with anything extrinsic that Judah would give her. She doesn't say, Now Judah will be my son, so that now X, Y, and Z will happen. Now my father, my husband. She says, Now I am thankful. I am now grateful. And she names him gratitude. Yehuda is from the word Todah, Yehuda. We are Yehudin. we are thanksgivers gratituders. The attitude of the enlightened heart and mind is gratitude. So along comes Judah in chapter 38, and he interrupts the story. We interrupt this story of fratricidal intention to bring you Judah, the hero of our story, the hero who in the story, I'm not going to go into the full story in chapter 38, but Judah himself leaves his brothers and says, I want nothing to do with you. He leaves his brothers after having saved Joseph and sent him down to Egypt. Judah leaves them behind and now he starts a new life. He himself becomes lost to his father. Do you understand? Joseph is lost and Judah says, Me too. And the language is exactly the same, 38 and 39. If you look at chapter 38 and chapter 39, it's exactly the same. Vayered Yehudam Vayosef The two of them together. Enoughness and I need more are going down together. And Yehuda gets himself involved in a very odd situation where he has children through a Canaanite woman. That's another story. And then Judah has three sons. And the first two die. So now Judah is immediately where his father is. And he's identified with his father. And the third son, whose name is Shelah, Shelah, is meant to be given to his daughter-in-law, Tamar. I'm not going to go through the whole story. But the essence of the story is this. Judah learns that if you hold back something that needs to be given, you lose. And he knows that because he's a gratituder. But Judah needs to come in this story, you see, to teach us all that we need to balance adding one light every day And giving it away. We need to balance our yearning for more, which expresses so many lofty, noble intentions. Who here doesn't want to be more loving? That's great. Who here doesn't want to be more compassionate? Who here doesn't want to be more X, Y, and Z? Who here doesn't want to be a better husband, a better wife, a better friend, a better congregant, a better Jew, a better non-Jew, a better everything? And those are the noble ones. Right? In a culture where, we, where we, we have to get, you know, if you don't want the iPhone X, you need the iPhone X plus S plus this. Every, every week the market will tell you you don't have enough yet. So we need to separate ourselves from the holy wants and the holy distractions. But Yehuda, who's thanksgiving, Yehuda comes along to say, to teach me, to teach you. That we need to balance our gratitude for what we already have, and our confidence that if we give it away. After a, his son's name, Shela means Shalat, belonging to her. He, she, it, it wasn't his. And he knew that nothing belonged to him. And Joseph is going to. Le- it's going to spend uh, many years. He's going to be full of himself and full of of abundance, and it will take Judah finally to wake Joseph up, to be a leader who can say, Hapa modet Adonai, I have enough. And that's Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's thanks. Givenica. Thanks, Givenica, <laughs> this coming Thursday night. begins with Yosef, like chapter 37 on Wednesday night. And then chapter 38 on Thursday night, so to speak, interrupts and says, stay with what you have right now. Be present with it. And when you are present with what you have, you'll get more. And not from scarcity, from abundance. You'll receive because you aren't grasping, you aren't struggling. I think this is the mystery without going into it and I'll end here. Of why of all of the holidays throughout the entire calendar of the year, there is only one holiday that begins in absolute radical darkness and has a new moon in the middle of it. There's only one holiday, and that's Hanukkah. That begins in darkness, it begins with I need to add more, I need to add more. And if you add more and then you finally get to a place of gratitude, then the moon is born. You see? So I want to bless you all, and we can take a minute here before we rise. Just take a minute in silence together to check in with your gratitude practice. What is undigested in you now that needs to be thanked? What is it right now that you don't really need more of? What is it right now that you can say, Yehuda, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Amen.